Hello and welcome to episode 3, part 2. I'm Gav. And I'm Sean. And this is the Fencing Podcast. And uh, if you want to follow us and uh, check us out, you'll find us on Facebook under the Fencing Podcast, on Twitter as Fencing Podcast, and on Instagram as the Fencing Podcast. That's us, yep. And of course our website. Oh, and the website. <laughs> Thefencingpodcast.com. Dot com, yeah. It's hugely imaginative and, you know, full of variety in there, so you should be able to find us almost wherever you go. We are everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so part two. Um, part two. A couple of things uh, that have happened in the in the coaching world since uh, mm-hmm. since our last one. Uh Three moves that we can uh, that we become aware of. Um, one closest to home, uh, Andre Kalushin, who's been the GB men's foil head coach for the last three years, mm-hmm. has has left Team GB. So yeah, well, what do we know about that? Well, not very much to be honest. I'm not sure where he's gone. Uh, the, the statement that was released by British Fencing said that he'll continue to support the, the GB fencers at mm. uh, at World Cups until until there's a replacement. But um, I don't know to be honest. Um, I mean, I thought that. I mean, we've talked about this, you know, offline a little bit, and I thought that the the announcement was a little bit full of, shall we say, disappointment. Yeah, as a sort of the, the actual wording of the the announcement was a little bit kind of, you know, fit things felt a little bit strained. I thought um, maybe. I mean, I, I'm assuming that they were reasonably happy with with how things had, yeah. had gone. I mean, three years. Yeah, it's not it's not a hugely long run, and. Team results have improved in that time. Richard Cruz is sitting at number three in the world, albeit he is coached by Jamie uh, Wojciechowski rather than uh, rather than Andre. Biggest transformation has been in Marcus Metstead, whose whose fencing is uh, hugely changed in in what it's made up of, far more aggressive, far more exciting, and his individual results have, have improved dramatically in in that time. And he has been working directly with Andre. Yeah, I I, I agree and. You do really see it, I think, in Marcus in the way that he moves, the way you know, the way he builds his actions and stuff like that. So there's definitely been a very positive step for Marcus, I think. Yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see, um, well, what happens next. Uh, you know, do we get a direct replacement? Um, mm-hmm. Does somebody move up? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. So I've, I've no, I've no further news beyond beyond Andre's gone. That's interesting. Who's going to be doing the development? Who's going to be doing the direction? Who's going to be doing the uh, the management, you know, all the things that need to happen there. Yeah. Um, well, at, at the start of the cycle, kind of, kind of start, key start, point well, as well. Interesting bit about the start of the cycle. I'll, I'll mention a little bit more okay. about that later on. I'm not entirely spoiled the surprise. Um, uh, another one, uh, Frank, uh, Frank, Frank <laughs> Boydani. <laughs> brilliant work there. Um, French foil coach mm-hmm. has left France and is off to Japan. That's quite an exciting move because, uh, I mean, I've mentioned before the... It's a very young Japanese team now that you can mm-hmm. notice retired. Uh, Shikine, Matsuyama and Suzumura were the, the three that fenced um, in the first World Cup of the season. I think the oldest of them is maybe 20. Right. Um, and they are a really exciting team uh, with obviously uh, Japan hosting the next next Olympics. Presumably they're hoping that Frank is just the man to mm-hmm. uh, to bring that young team on. Yeah, I mean, and obviously Yukioto is such an amazing and uh, exciting fencer to watch. You got to think that the the, the the Japanese team feel they can get that again. I think. Like, yeah, well, as I say, I think the the young the young team that they have, so mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a really exciting group. I mean, I really hope that Yuki hangs around and is involved in this because it'd be good to see someone of his caliber, like, but like you know Dan, you know, yeah. someone staying in being and a, being an inspiration to the you know, so mm-hmm. the next next generation. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, yeah. I'd be surprised if he disappears altogether. Cause mm-hmm. Obviously, so uh, you know, if you associate Japanese fencing with anyone, um, Yuki's Yuki's your man. Mm, yeah, and obviously the third one is uh, the one that I just noticed, which is that Jani uh, Musi was leaving Switzerland. Yeah, I, that was a surprise because um, he was there with the Swiss team uh, at the. Bern World Cup just well just over a week ago mm. and then you were saying that you only found out what today or yesterday that, well yeah uh, I only spotted it on Facebook so I, the, the wording is that he's leaving uh-huh. but it's obviously in German it's been translated via Google ah oh, right brilliant yeah yes <laughs> but it's, it's a model so, of clarity that you yeah. can be sure that that's right yeah but it mean like Max is saying you know like thanks for the last eight years and the, sort of the tone of it is that he's leaving so right. I don't know I might have picked it up wrong I'll be honest with you I, you know it was a very very quick bit of research before I came here because I just noticed it yeah Hmm, that's an interesting one. Anyway, so time to get on to some actual fencing. So we're going to do a quick quick run through the junior results. Um, obviously, last time out, there'd been a few junior World Cups already, mm-hmm. and there's been a whole stack more. So first one since our, our last broadcast was um, 
the Lusmane Zeki World Cup in Manaman Bahrain which was won well Swiss dominated uh, Alia Dagani won it uh, Gabriel Bonferroni was second another Swiss uh, Frederick Weber third and uh, also in third place uh, Simon Lappin of Belgium um, not a huge entry 49 fencers in it right but yeah uh, a grand day for the Swiss yeah any any sort of the did you notice in the, I haven't had a chance to look at this have you noticed in the results if there's any of the other big nations floating around in the rest uh, of the field not a whole load I mean oh, Swiss, okay. Swiss, Swiss dominated because they were the biggest strongest nation there right okay fair enough uh, so yeah, uh, next up, oh, well, so happening the same weekend actually. Uh, I mean, it's Foil Junior World Cup mm-hmm. in in Bangkok in Thailand. Uh, again, not a huge entry, forty seven in that one, mm-hmm. uh, but it was won by a proper court defender in uh, Kalong Chung of Hong yep. Kong. Um, I think yeah, he's comfortably in the top sixteen in the senior world rankings yeah. now. Um, not doing so many Junior World Cups, but uh, presumably considered uh, Thailand just a bit local enough that he would pop in for a, a quick uh, Junior World Cup win. Oh, yeah, you know, you're around the corner, you may as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure it's quite straightforward that. Um, Peter Fellas of Croatia was second. Uh, Michael Lee of the USA uh, third, along with Kenta Suzumura, one of the one of the young Japanese mm-hmm. guys I was mentioning. Yep. Um, in third place as well. Oh yes, I forgot to say um, in in Manaman in the team event, uh, Switzerland won. Right, surprisingly. Okay. And in the team event in Bangkok, the men's foilist uh, won by Hong Kong. Again, maybe not so surprising if we've got Chung. He's certainly a strong enough. Yeah, yeah. He, can, he can carry a team pretty well. I would yeah. have thought. Uh, so yeah, uh, women's foil again fairly exotic. Timisoara, I think is the pronunciation uh, in Romania. Uh, same weekend. Uh, a Japanese win hmm, yeah. uh, for uh, Karen Miyawaki mm-hmm. uh, and then three Hungarians uh, Flora Pastor uh, Katha Kendrick and Yanka Toth uh, making up the top four mm-hmm. again patchy patchy turnout from some of the some of the bigger nations bigger field though 83 and a little bit better yes and the team event again sort of predictably looking at the individual yeah. results won by Hungary yeah uh, next up, uh, women's epi, uh, proper big World Cup this time. Mm-hmm. 188 fencers uh, for the women's epi and light time, uh, and uh, and a Russian winner, uh, yes. Daria Felina. Second was Alia uh, Bayram of France. Federica Isola of Italy was third, along with Anastasia Soldatova. I'm doing my best with the pronunciation. Doing, doing better <laughs> than last time or worse? Uh, slightly better. Yeah, oh. probably less challenging so far. Um, in the team event. France showing their their knack for AP team wins, right. um, finishing head of Russia. Right. Next up, um, oh. men's AP in Riga in, mm-hmm. in Latvia. Um, properly massive field turn this time. Yeah. Two hundred twenty nine uh, young men's APs turning out for that one. Uh, won by Valerio Como mm-hmm. um, of Italy. Of Italy, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. In fact, I'm pretty sure that it is uh, Sandra Como's. Yeah. Son. I thought I recognised the name when, you, when I was looking at it. It's going, oh, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah that name is Rick Bell. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I'm not sure there was a live stream for that one, mm. but I'm, I have seen offence before, uh, and I'm pretty sure Dad's in the corner mm-hmm. uh, offering his words of wisdom. Yep. Uh, second place there was uh, Clément Dorigo of France. Third, uh, Patrick Esther Galios is going to be my, my best stab at it from Hungary. Yeah. Um, and tied in third was Kintara uh, Muratama. And uh, Germany, despite having nobody in the top three mm-hmm. uh, in the individual event, won won the teams. Um, that's actually a bit of novelty. Um, you mentioned in part one that you know ten years ago you said one of the powerhouses of a world fencing would be would be Germany. Yes, and they are largely struggling now. I would say uh, they've they've got problems. I think there it's one of those things where maybe their style of fencing is maybe not kept up with the. What's happening elsewhere in the world? Possibly, yeah. I think I think there's infrastructure problems in in Germany, and I believe right. they're about to have a, a massive big cut in their funding as well from right. uh, from central government. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tough times for Germany, but a bit of a highlight there for them yeah, uh, well, in, the, in the junior men's FP mm-hmm. in in Latvia. So we've got next. We've got. Uh, I'll do the next one. It's a uh, women's yeah, saber and. So- <laughs> I always pick these. So- Sosnia VH. Yeah. Uh, close enough. In yeah. Poland, uh, and it's a big sort of field there at 117. I've got some uh, some names that I recognise from last time actually here. Uh, so first we had uh, Olga Nagatina of Russia. She takes the gold. Uh, and then in silver we've got another Russian. It's uh, Svetlana Shevaleva. Very good. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, in third is Edith Johnson of the USA. And it's another Russian teammate, Alina Mikolova of Russia. Very good. You handled that well, Gav. Yes. 
Um, I'm not sure there's no, there's no team at this one at all. Ah, well, now I'll get to that in just a second because right. uh, what they're doing at the Sabre ones, um, there was the junior women's Sabre and a junior men's as well, uh, and then on the Sunday they do a mixed team event. Ah, oh, right, so it doesn't count overall, is that right? Or does it count? I'm not sure how they're doing it actually because I believe there's going to be more of them. Mm. We might have to page Dave <laughs> again <laughs> to figure out the alchemy. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so on the main side, um, Matteo Neri of Italy won. Mm-hmm. So I've turned over the page there. Gerardo Canati of Italy second. Uh, and a third place uh, for Will Deary of Great Britain. Uh, one of the one of the names that uh, John Southfield pointed out as uh, one, yeah, of, our, one of our guys to... Uh, to keep an eye out for so mm-hmm. um, he, well. he had he had predicted medals for for Will and yeah. there he is good as his word mm-hmm. uh, and tied in third Vasily Shershov of Russia um, so Italy won the mixed team event okay uh, and again more medals for Britain and Sabre uh, with a, a third place in the mixed team event hooray so, so yeah so that's all looking good for the Sabre then good times yeah yeah I mean as we mentioned last time out um, more more funding going into Sabre. Uh, in the men's sabre side mm-hmm. certainly um, from UK Sport and, and it's good to see them getting almost an instant return with, with certainly Junior World Cup medals yeah, from, very good for them. from Will so yeah, yeah happy days yeah. yeah next up women's foil in Bochum in Germany decent size M318 uh, won by uh, Leonie Ebert of uh, Germany uh, she, she's a fairly regular uh, competitor on the Senior World Cup circuit as well and, she and had get, I recognise the name actually yeah no no a, a decent fencer um Hard to hurt taking the win in Bochum. Uh, Julia Vasek of uh, Poland was second. Uh, a Russian in third place, which I'm, I'm actually I'm going to just abs- go for it. I'm just going to abstain on this one because uh, it's unpronounceable. I'm, 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 I'm guessing we don't have a huge Russian audience. Yeah. Well, um, you know. So I'm going to take the risk, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce <laughs> this young lady's name. And and tied for third was uh, Serena Rossini of Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on to, on to the last of the Junior World Cups that we've, um, mm-hmm. we've uh, had since the last one up until today when we're recording on the uh, what are we, 7th of November. Yes. Yeah, so just in case it takes a while between the actual recording and podcast going out, um, better to point out where we've got to in the season. Um, so yeah, men's foil and legend, big field, 167, people from all over the place, uh, Russian 1 2. Alexander uh, Akhmatov wins. Bogdan Barmakov uh, finishes second, uh, Guillaume Bianchi of Italy third, and Konrad Sidek Kronstad of Denmark was wow. tying third. Lots of Russians there in that one. Yeah. Uh, reasonable size as well. Yeah, big numbers. I mean, basically everyone mm-hmm. everyone that's anyone in, in junior men's foil was there. Um, really tough field. Um, Do we but, know if any of the Brits were there or anything like that? Uh, yes, there were. Um, three of them in the last 32. Uh, Bird, Minute and Kiss only the 32. And uh, the boys finished fourth in the team event. So um, a pretty decent weekend for them. So, uh, yeah, so that's our that's our junior results uh, round up. And then on to the, season, on, on to the start of the senior season. Yeah. Um, slightly later start, obviously, for the for the seniors and the juniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this point, um, in fact, still, still no Women's Sabre World Cups to, to report on. No. But getting things underway, first of all, was uh, women's foil uh, from uh, Cancun in Mexico. Yes. Now, I'm going to list the results, and normally I would offer quite a bit more comment about uh, the senior ones, because usually there's uh, live results and, uh, and a live stream, and you can watch pretty much all the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that definitely was not the case uh, in Cancun. Uh, Cancun did seem to be run entirely um, off a sparsely updated Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I found out while it was going on. I found out far more about the competition from USA Fencing and Ariana Rigo's uh, Instagram accounts. Uh, see, it's, I mean, like, they're, they're, I have to make a comment about this because this is if the FIE, if we want the sport to be modern, we want people to watch it, to accept it, and to sort of gain, gain a better understanding. They have to be able to watch it. Yeah. And if they can't, what I mean, it's it's not exactly it's not a great sport for radio. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think we're trying to prove that actually, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I, I really think that's kind of unacceptable. Um, yeah. And Mexico's. It's not. It's not that third world that you kind of go. Well, you know, they're in blah 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 blah. No, not even remotely. It's, you know. Uh, I mean, my feeling is, if you're going to host a World Cup or a, or a Grand Prix. Um, as well as having a decent venue and hotels and transportation mm-hmm. and be able to get referees there and be able to run it properly and 
do your do your weapon control properly. Yep. One of the things that you should have to provide is a decentralised results service mm-hmm. and a live feed, at least for the later stages. Yeah. But um, Cancun didn't have any of that. So uh, anyway, so here's the results. <laughs> um, first was Ariana Rigo. Mm-hmm. Uh, second was Elisa Vard- uh, Vardaro, uh, both of Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicole, Nicole Ross of the USA was third, along with uh, Martina Battini. Um, it was largely an Italian-dominated event. Uh, no Russians... Um, none of the top four from uh, the individual event in mm-hmm. Rio were there and Arrigo had largely a comfortable day she had I think one close fight in the last eight a 15-14 right. win but um, other than that fairly straightforward mm-hmm. uh, the, the other thing worth noting was that uh, uh, first World Cup medal for Nicole Ross the USA so yes. that's uh, good progress for her and, and more of her a little later as well yeah I think and, so and um, Italy won the team event uh, oh. very comfortably. I can't actually even remember who. who well, look at those results and look at the you know the number ones there, Ariana. So you know. Yeah, and I think there was another another two Italians in the top eight as well. Really? Oh, was, uh, well. Yeah, again, a, a big Italian day out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, on to um, on to civilization in terms of uh, <laughs> you know broadcasting and, and letting people know what's happened with the with the first men's foil World, World Cup of the season in Cairo. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a smallish entry for um, a World Cup, and there was. You know, a, a few people missing from it as well. So uh, there was only a couple of Russians, no Chinese, no Brits, and you know, smallest teams from a few places. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rayson Bowden of USA, um, a comfortable winner, uh, pretty much uh, ran through the field. I, I think only um, Alex Shupanich got to double figures against him. Wow, that's um, something else. And he absolutely destroyed Andrea Casara in the in the semi final. It was a, it was a thumb, I mean, he got about. Eat one up or something. Oh my word! Um, and hit him with everything. Uh, Alessio Facconi was second. Uh, good result for him. I mean, he's yeah. a, a steady squad member. Yeah. But it seems he seems one of those fencers that almost no matter what he does, he he's not going to make the Italian team. <laughs> it's, uh, so he finished. You know. So for example, he finished second in, in Cairo. Mm-hmm. Come the team event on the Sunday, nah, he's he's sitting in the stands, uh, taking it easy. As I mentioned, Sarah was third, uh, along with another Italian, uh, Lorenzo Nista. Um, I, I know you're a, a, a Nista fan. I am a Nista fan, if, yeah. If you've watched uh, Nista Fence, he's a pretty decent fencer, but he does have a, a peculiarity, and his back arm seems to be entirely unconnected with the, the rest of his body. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I find that really distracting when he's fencing. <laughs> um, so in the team event... Oh, yeah, sorry, others in the last eight. Um, Olympic champion Grozzo, mm-hmm. uh, now lost it to... Teammate uh, Kassar in the last eight, uh, Dropic, Chanley Watson, and Shupinic made up the rest wow. of the last eight. Yeah. Uh, okay. you know, so, so that was a tough one then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was uh, despite the despite the absentees of the Brits and Russians, mm-hmm. and you know, only kind of half of the reg- regular American mm-hmm. team there. It, it was still pretty strong. So team event on Sunday, um, won by France. Yep. Wow. Um, That's really interesting because looking at the individual results. Yeah, I mean, the, the French had a had a, had a rotten day in the individual. Um, right. I don't think. I'm not even sure any of them made the, made the top sixteen. Mm-hmm. Is but, our is it our man again, Benny Chance? Owen Lapeshi was an absolute star. Um, they had a, a narrow win against the USA in the final. Uh, I think it was forty five, forty three, um, and Lapeshi was had a sort of moderately positive indicator, one or two hits or something. Cadu actually fenced pretty well in that match. Um, Jean Paul Tony Hennessy was the, the third yeah. member, and I'm I'm not convinced that he's the answer for France. He did okay in the final against USA, uh, but he was a bit of a liability. But um, Lepeche basically carried the team um, into the into the final and to gold yet again. Yeah. Uh, he had a massive uh, positive indicator against Germany in the last eight. It was something like plus ten, right? And then against Italy in the semi final, uh, while his two teammates were uh, leaking hits all over the place. Again, he finished in an indicator of something like plus eight. Uh, Lepeche's really. I mean, he's obviously he's been around for donkeys. As, keep, as I keep saying anyway. You do. He's not, he's, he's not as ancient as you no, say. No, but no, no. He is, but he's, he's been around a good while. Yeah. He's a quality fencer, but obviously at the moment he really shines in the team events. Every time you get the French team trot him on, it's like, oh, we're in safe hands again. Um, yeah, I mean, if, it, if there was no Le Pichu, the French team, uh, I think at the moment would be pretty ordinary. Mm. Uh, I mean, Le Pichu gets some decent individual results. Yeah. He's, you know, he's in the top 16. Uh, doesn't that often look like, like he's going to win one these days? Mm-hmm. But the fact that, the fact that he's he has basically carried the French men's foil team for the best part of a decade. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. He must yeah. be exhausted. Um, and yet he's still going. 
and he's got a fantastic beard. I just want to he throw that one in. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's worth mentioning. Yeah, uh, on its own. Yeah, but I see you've not. What, what about uh, Baldini? Oh yes. Well, um, our ongoing Baldini watch. There's a couple of interesting things for, about the Italian team. Nocasara in the team mm. event. That is surprising. Only fence in the individual. So the the Italian team. Um, Grozzo, Luperi, Nista, and you know what I'm Oh, and Avola. All right, was was what they went with in in Cairo. I mean, we'll wait and see if that's a you know a long term move. But uh, yeah, is that Baldini winding down? Then do you think? Well, there was no no Baldini in in Cairo at all. But um, while the women's foil World Cup in Cancun was going on, uh, there was also. Uh, a men's and a women's um, satellite event going on in the lead up to it, and he right. fe- and Baldini fenced in the men's uh, men's foil satellite in Cancun, which he won. Right. So yeah, so I don't know whether uh, that's his decision to step back a bit, or whether the Italian federations decided that that's that's the end of the line for him. Oh, but I wish we could yeah, play that. seemed That'd a bit be... seemed a bit curious. You know, if you're going to fence and you're somebody like Andrea Baldini, mm-hmm. you would think well, you would want to keep fencing at the highest level mm-hmm. possible. So mm, interesting. Um, so yeah, that was that was an odd little little development. And as somebody else pointed out, Miles Trammer Watson looks good in the back of a camel. Well, <laughs> if you follow any of the fences on Instagram, um, that weekend was just a succession of uh, fencers on a camel in front of a pyramid. Yeah, well, um, it may even in fact have been the same camel appearing in in multiple Instagram posts from various fencers. Well, that's a famous camel, then. It is. Yeah, <laughs> a famous camel. Yeah. World's, world's most famous camel certainly in the fencing world so mm-hmm. um, yeah so on from Cairo um, women's epi in Tallinn mm-hmm. uh, big field for this one everyone there yes big big field there 177 yeah and and a Russian one too um, yeah. Tatiana uh, Loganova won it mm-hmm. uh, beat Violetta uh, Probova teammate not not a hugely thrilling fight, final I have mm-hmm. to say uh, a 9-8 win um, you know really Really stirs the soul that, yeah. and and to be honest, without without being cruel to Tatiana Luganova, she's thirty six now, I think. So it's hard to see her as being, you know, the future of women's epi. But obviously, uh, epi, you know, you've got that thing where experience does count. I mean, if you can win a medal at forty uh, one, <laughs> yeah, know, even, even, even if you're going to get silver, if, even if it's going to be a silver, there's always hope. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I suppose so, but. Um, yeah, anyway, making up the rest of the podium, um, Arena Embrich, uh, hometown girl, mm-hmm. Estonian, and tied for third, uh, Renata Napik, uh, Mas- uh, Miazga um, yeah. of Poland. Team event actually was, oh sorry, I was making up the last eight, uh, uh, Chanel Lam, Natalia uh, Molhausen uh, of Brazil, uh, Ritzi and uh, Basura. Uh, team event was more interesting, to be honest, than the, mm-hmm. the individual, I thought, Um Won by the Estonians, you know the the hosts. Um, well done, good good for them. Uh, nice to, nice to get a win on home soil. Uh, and the final against France was uh, was great actually. And I, I thought that um, yeah. Estonia fenced very much like uh, like the Romanians did in uh, in Rio. Very active in defence, not not chasing the fight by any means. Mm-hmm. What looked like a very clear game plan for for dealing well with the French in this time, in the same mm-hmm. way that uh, uh, the the Romanians dealt with uh, the Chinese in the final in Rio, so they you know, stuck to their game plan, fenced really well. I mean, they're a strong team anyway. Yeah. Uh, but you know, probably a slight surprise that they that they edged out France. Uh, France. I mean, French, yeah. French uh, women's EPS are, are are a very strong team. But it was a you know a thoroughly uh, rounded team performance. Everyone contributed. There was no uh, there was no horrible mistakes. Yeah. No no fights where people shed a ton of hits and. Uh, yeah, it was it was really good to watch. Yeah, it's a good one for the Estonians. I mean, they're they're not bad at Epi. Uh, women's Epi, yeah. they're actually you know they've got a decently strong team. Uh, yeah. there's, there's no real obvious weak links there. Yeah, I see Ukraine came in at third on the team as well, which is another another interesting one there. Um, there's, there's no there's no Italy. There's no you know yeah. Where, I mean, where's well, Romania? I mean, Romania must have been there. Um, there was a Romanian team there, but short of stars. Oh, right. um, at least a couple of the team that were in Rio when mm-hmm. weren't um, weren't along for the, the season opener in Tallinn. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, next up, men's EP in Bern, in Switzerland. Yes. Uh, huge event, two hundred and forty fencers in it. Yeah, we laugh at your small foily <laughs> events. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well that's the thing with EP. Everybody thinks they've got a chance. 
well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't quite say that much, but yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I would. Uh, I would. Um, so yeah, again, I, I watched quite a bit of this and some some tremendous fencing. Uh, Nikita Glaskov of of Russia won it, beating mm-hmm. uh, Satoru Uyama of Japan uh, in the final. Um, good, exciting final. In fact, uh, really, all the there were hardly any really properly boring fights. Yeah. Um, certainly in the latter stages. Uh, a lot of close fought ones. Um, Yama had a couple of close fought, you know, narrow, you know, single hit victories mm-hmm. uh, to get to the final. Uh, but he handled them really well. I mean, he seemed in, in control when taking, you know, if you, if you win a fight, you know, 11 10, mm-hmm. for example, or 15 14, oh, well, that's, that's very close. But he. Um, he handled it well, put with the pressure, came up with the right tactics, and you know, well deserved result, good result for him. And again, a, a curiosity with uh, sort of team event that happened on the on the Sunday of uh, of the weekend in Bern. Nikita Glaskov wins the individual, no place for him in the Russian team. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the Russians for you. I've seen that before. Uh, it was last season, I think it was, when uh, now who was it? Timur Safin won the individual event in Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, I remember now. And then comes along on Sunday. Yeah, you're not in the team. Mate. Yeah, it's okay. Go and have a sit down, a cup of tea. Yeah, here's exactly. a flag to wave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, others on the podium: uh, Bogdan Nikishin of uh, of Ukraine. Uh, his, his fight with Glasgow was tremendous entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Glasgow's got a, a really simple style. Yeah, that's right. A kind of gangly left-handed pommeler. Mm-hmm. Um, very active, moves around an awful lot. Throws the hitting towards the wrist. If you if you stick your arm out into it, either hits you with that to wrist, or it gets it the way, has another go. If you hesitate at all, he hits you in the leg, uh, yeah. like incredibly fast. Yeah. Now, even if you even when you know that's coming, if you're not right on it, it's it's pinned in the middle of the thigh, and um, Nikishin looked properly grumpy after about half a dozen hits to the middle of his thigh mm-hmm. and I, I did honestly think at one stage uh, he was he was going to take um, Glasgow's head off with his guard <laughs> it was a <laughs> turned into a bit of a wrestling match at one one stage um, and the uh, the other bronze medalist was uh, Andrea Santarelli of Italy oh yes uh, mm-hmm. he had a good win uh, against uh, Enrico Garozzo in the in the last he seemed very pleased with that yeah. um, but uh, lost out in the in the semi-final to uh, Uyama mm-hmm I was just thinking about uh, Glasgow style. I mean, that sort of thing is just really annoying. It's just really, really defensive. It's no, it's no surprise people get annoyed about that because it's just you always think, oh, I can just hit this guy. You, ju- you just know in your head that you should just be able to stick your arm out and hit him. But for some reason, you know, these sorts of people they just make it look easy yeah. and just hit you instead. It's yeah. like, oh, I think was even if you got ready for the for the hit to leg. If if you parry that, then his point was back up over your garden and picking you off in the arm as soon as you as soon as you flinched. So nightmare. Um, yeah, real, real simple, but done with mm-hmm. tremendous uh, tremendous speed and accuracy and timing. Um, yeah, I'm looking for a left-handed pommer to train because I think this yeah, is the way of the future. I can, make, I can make one like that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the rest of the last eight was made up uh, by uh, Grotso, Fischera, uh Rubes, and uh, another another Japanese in, in Yamada. All right. Okay. Uh, so in the team event, a slightly new new French team, no no Grimier. Yeah, you know he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, uh, and France uh, fairly comfortable winners. In fact, uh, in the final, very comfortable winners um, against the host Switzerland. Now Switzerland had a bit of a nightmare in the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, all the usual Swiss guys there. Mm-hmm. Um, your your favourite Max Heinzer, Benny Stephan, yeah. Fabian Kauter. Uh, none of them did anything to note uh, in the individual event. Yes. Um, I'm not even sure that any of them made the last 32 to be honest oh. uh, so as an individual performance it was a bit rubbish from the Swiss um, but they redeemed themselves to some degree in the team event by by finishing second yes. but the interesting thing was it was uh, largely a new Swiss team no Stefan or Kauter in the team alright who else is on the team then now because there's Max on the team uh, Max Max yep. I think it's the poster boy of Swiss, Swiss yep. fencing has, has to be it has to team. be in the team yeah um, and that's really annoying that I can't remember oh, the name sure. of the guys yeah. who came in. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll find out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they you know they they did well to to come up with second, but mm-hmm. uh, were comfortably short of uh, okay of uh, giving the French a hard time. Uh, and uh, Russia took third without without the individual winner from the <laughs> from the weekend. So yeah, and and it was a young toppy as well. That was the other thing that I noticed. Um, yeah. Uh, apart from Nikishin, who's in his mid thirties, mm-hmm. most of the rest of the guys are 
early to mid twenties. Well, I recognise the name Glasgow, and obviously recognise Santarelli. Those mm. those are two that I recognise. I actually don't recognise Uyama. He's properly young. He's only like twenty or twenty one. Wow, right. I'll have to go and have a we'll have to go and have a look at him, I think. Yeah, find out a bit more about yeah. uh, you know, one of one of the newer faces. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so that takes us almost right up to date um with events just for the weekend. Yes. Uh, our first senior men's sabre uh, World Cup of the season. Uh, again an exotic new ven- venue in Dakar and Senegal. Mm-hmm. Um not a massive field, ninety five in it, a few countries missing, uh, no Russians, no Georgians, no Romanians, no Belarusians. Um, and of course it was a first outing at a senior level for the, the new Sabre on guard position mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, whatever it is now <laughs> well, uh, what do we call it the revised box the box smart yeah. too the yeah. smaller we, box we, of we death fix, the fixed box of death yeah, yeah. Um, and the new timing changes um, I, I watched a bit of this not not a massive amount mm-hmm. I was kind of doing other things over the weekend so um, and also there was a women's foil event that we'll talk about in just a minute so I was kind of Split time wise for yeah. for how much how much fencing I could actually watch, uh, but it was won, won by uh, Vincent Anson of France, uh, Enrico Berry of Italy was second, uh, Daryl Homer of the USA third, along with uh, Luca Curatoli of Italy. Mm. Uh, the rest of the last eight: uh, Huber, Zafti, uh, Romano, and Lambert. Mm-hmm. Um, so the you know the absence of the Russians and the Romanians and to some degree the Georgians, uh, you know, not quite a full strength World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking at the result already and thinking mm, that's interesting. Yeah, um, watching it though with the with the new on guard lines now now fixed at three meters apart, mm-hmm. um, it was it was noticeably different. That extra meter distance he had previously mm-hmm. did allow for a big long attack uh, off the on guard line. Yeah, and that there wasn't so much of that simply because there isn't uh, isn't that extra amount of room to to generate momentum and speed. Yeah. Uh, so what what I saw a lot of was um, from the on guard on guard ready fence. You get a tiny, tiny little preparation, almost like a little hop, like a flunge, a tiny flunge type thing. No, 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 tiny. I mean, we're talking three, four inches. I mean, just a little move forward, and then either go or a little step back and try and take the parry repost. I'm not convinced that it looks hugely better than what we had before. John's point days, about the you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe the fences are. Are still working out what what works with this new distance. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that John mentioned about um, once you get out of the middle of the piece, uh, longer attacks with the longer blockout timing were definitely easier to finish. And, right. Uh, if you didn't parry the attack, you had no chance of getting the stop hit or you know an attack on preparation. You know, if if you get your attack remotely right and finish it, you get the hit. Right. Okay. So I, yeah, I'm not not totally convinced that's a that's a good thing but as you say it's it's the first senior senior World Cup men's or women's mm-hmm. I've got to see that I, I still don't see how it's going to be good because you just <laughs> don't have a time to do anything so yeah it's, it's gonna, I'm sure surely it's got to you've got to see a massive jump in simultaneous attacks because it's almost close enough just to hit your opponent so you get the tiny little prep you do, the, you do your attack yeah there was I mean I don't think there were noticeably less uh, or fewer simultaneous attacks rather the referees seem confident in splitting the actions more often. So, but with less time, how does that work? Add, hmm, pass, pass again. Right, it's one okay. of these things. I mean, maybe once we had a another couple of couple of uh, yeah. Sabre World Cups, we'll we'll maybe try and get John back in for a yeah a further opinion on how it's yeah. how it's I, panning I, out. Yeah, I need to find a spare weekend. I can do a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that was the individual event. Exciting news was it was uh, on the Sunday in the team event mm, this is what I was looking at <sighs> yeah um, an amazing amazing win uh, for Iran yeah I mean, I'm to- I mean look at the beat as well um, yeah. when we when we were talking about the, the men's sabre at the Olympics uh, you know, no, no team event at, uh, uh, in men's sabre at the Olympics but uh, uh, Aberdeenie uh, mm-hmm. finished, finished fourth yes. came very very close to, to beating Daryl Homer in the semi-final and uh, you know, at the time I said, you know, Iran are a decent sabre team, um, but they they had an amazing day. Uh, I think they came into it as eight seeds, um, and of course, you know, there's no, no Russians or Romanians, mm-hmm. so they're, they're probably ranked about tenth or something actually in the world rankings yep. at the moment. So uh, it meant they drew the top seed USA in the last eight, and Julie beat them forty five forty four. Real close match. I mean, it's not, yeah. and it wasn't like one one fencer 
carried them. It wasn't like Abedini was the yeah. you know, star of the show, although he did get revenge in the last fight um, against Daryl Homer, went in a couple of hits down and, and took the win 45-44. Then he beat Korea very comfortably in the semi-final, 45-35. That's not, I mean, that's not an easy route to the final, is it? No, absolutely you know? not. And then against Italy, really close match. Um, after six fights, I think there were a couple of hits down. Mm-hmm. And then last last three matches, last three fights, all all the Iranians took big chunks out of the Italians and finished up with a fairly comfortable 45-39 nine win. So I, know, I know you're saying about this, that there's like no Russians, no Georgians, etc., 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 I mean, it's a bit early to say that the Iranians are this good, but that's something else, really. You can't just say that they had a good day. You know? Even if it's just a single glorious day in the sunshine, yeah, uh, that's, that's a, good a, one. a properly impressive impressive way to do it. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I, was, I, was, I was pretty delighted with that, to be yeah, honest. Well, admit. It's what you want. <laughs> well, yeah, everybody likes to see a, you know, a, a big result from the underdog now yeah. and again. And, uh, see, it's not just Epi where you get the strange results. Yes. You know. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, at the same time in uh, in Samoa in France, uh, we had a second women's Four mm-hmm. uh, World Cup this season. Pretty much everybody in uh, Russians Russians back in action. Still a few absentees though. Um, no, at least Francesca, uh, oh, really? who, who finished second at the Olympics and you know was uh, Olympic champion in 2012. So uh, be interesting to see if that's that's for a, a, a forever absence or whether she's just having a bit of time off. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Olympic champion uh, you know Deraglasova returns and and Julie wins and pretty comfortably as well right um, Nicole Ross follows up her, her good result in, in Cancun with the second place um, yeah amazing yeah so in, in fine form um, she beat um, Ariana Rigo world number one winner in Cancun yeah. uh, reasonably comfortably in the semi-final 15-10 I think it was so Arrigo third uh, and uh, another Russian, Anastasia Ivanova, um, also on the podium. Mm. Uh, so, rest of the top eight: Nikifer, Namakria, Zugudelina of Russia, and Ronvier of France. Yes. So, um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Derek Zova looked absolute quality, to be honest. Um, really? Yeah. So, I mean, nobody's getting double hits off for that's uh, that's someone who's on form right now. Yeah, um, she's. I mean, she's a tremendous fencer, but perhaps in the past it's been overshadowed by Di Francesca and Irigo to some mm-hmm. degree. Uh, winning the Olympics, big result. I mean, yeah. I, what I would say uh, is just how smart I am was I, I sort of picked her as a potential winner mm-hmm. um, before before Rio, um, but she really did th- just uh, absolutely full of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Irigo's form all day? Well, she was, she was pretty <coughs> patchy, to be honest. Um, she she struggled against fences that you would normally expect her uh, to beat fairly comfortably. It had uh, you know a, a real tight fifteen fourteen win. I think it was in the last thirty two, mm-hmm. and she looked just a little bit off form. And when it came to the team event on on Sunday, um, again she wasn't quite quite the dominant figure that that she usually is. So just a bad weekend, I would think. Uh, you know, you don't go to sudden sudden rapid decline no. uh, and to be fair I mean it's still a podium finish <laughs> it's, yeah, well, it's not a, it's not like she bombed out in the last 64 no, um, no. but yeah just, just a little a little off I thought but in the team event uh, normal service resumed uh, Italy first Russia second yeah. uh, they're kind of clearly the top two teams at the moment um, yeah definitely Italy looks comfortably comfortably better it was a fairly fairly easy win they, they shed a few mm-hmm. hits in the second last fight but mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah uh, Italy well in control and again uh, a, a slightly new new look Italian team Vitali's retired now Di Francesca having time off mm-hmm. who knows what so um, uh, Battini and Volpe were the, were the new faces joining and they still won the and still won they still won I mean there's a massive depth in Italian women's yeah. foil so um, you maybe can't quite entirely afford to lose uh, two fencers like um uh, Vitsali and uh, Di Francesca but uh, the ones waiting in the wings are, are still pretty yeah. impressive so that, that kind of rounds up all the results mm-hmm. now a couple of things coming out of that that I wanted to to talk about exotic locations now had Cancun which apparently is a, a, an information black spot um, yep. new men's foil world cup in Cairo mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the junior results early season ones um, places you wouldn't necessarily Normally associate with fencing, Bahrain, 
Thailand uh, where else did we have oh, earlier on the season we had Oh, yeah. oh, what other ones do we have? Uh, oh, uh, El Salvador? No. Well, actually, El Salvador is the... What was the one that was... Uh, not that place, but this place. Oh, yes, the one in Costa Rica. Ah, yes. in, in Costa Rica, yes. yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, so there's a few few ones that we mentioned in the last podcast. Yes, right. Now, I understand that the FIE are, are trying to uh, globalise and expand, expand the sport. Yes. Um, number three is Junior World Cups. No... Not huge. I mean, less than 50 in Bahrain, less than 50 in Thailand. Numbers in Costa Rica weren't great as well. I'm sure there's some other one. And this weekend, there was supposed to be uh, a men's and women's junior Epi World Cup in um, San Salvador, which is the capital city of El Salvador. Yes. Now, I couldn't find any results for it today, uh, but I was having a look at the end of last week to see Mm -hmm. how many people that were going to be competing in it. And the combined total for entries for the men's and women's events was 35. 16 in the women's, 19 in the men's. Now, my feeling is that if the FIE are determined to globalise the sport and take, mm-hmm. it to, take it to new countries, juniors probably isn't the best place to do it because most of the juniors are going to be self-funded. Um, a lot of them are going to be either in school or university. Yep. And unless you have enough of a kind of local pool of fencers or fencers within striking distance you're going to struggle to get a decent strength World Cup out of it yeah no I agree I think I think if you're going to do it seniors would make more sense yeah where you have more full time athletes but at the same time if you are going to run your, your your A grades in exotic locations then you have to make sure that the infrastructure is present to globalise the sport because there's no point in running a, a, a massive event, you know, one that's important in the overall scheme of things for the sport, if people can't get at the results or they can't watch the results online, you know, there's, there's, you know, if 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 you if you basically send your your fencing into an information black hole, it's not good for the sport overall. Because I don't know enough about some of the other niche sports that there are out there, but you know, do they have these same problems where they have these events, you know, in strange places where you can't actually get at the results? I can't imagine it. Could you imagine tennis running, you know, a junior thing somewhere and there's no, there's absolutely no chance if you're getting any results yes, out of it? Yeah. I can't see it happening, you know. Um, obviously, tennis is not quite as niche as fencing, but, you know, but you know, like, I don't know, swimming, like lower, lower leagues in swimming, you know, before, you know, as people are running up to being. Olympian stuff like swimming is a relatively popular sport. It's relative. People don't tend to watch it a lot. I don't think. Um, for you me, know. anyway, it's, a, it's not a sport that appeals right. to me as a spectator. But. but if you but if you wanted to know what the results were, and somebody was wanting to broaden the appeal of the sport, you know, and wanted to bring it to some place where there isn't any swimming, you're still going to want to make sure that all the infrastructure stuff that happens all around about that is correct for the mm-hmm. sport. Well, even if you're not looking to attract people from outside the sport, you would. You would think that the FIU would want to generate more interest within its own within its own membership, and yeah. if somebody as nerdy as me can't find hardly any information about, you know, a, a senior women's foil world cup mm-hmm. in somewhere where you would think, you know, you can't think of a good reason why there's a lack of information coming mm-hmm. out of Mexico. Well, I mean, there might be something we don't know about. Like maybe there was a failure. Maybe the telephones, telephone lines went down, or something like that. No, no. But there was uh, usually when you go and look at the information on on competitions that are coming up mm-hmm. on the FIE website, there's a column where it has a, a button for live results and, and a live stream and mm-hmm. occasionally a dedicated website. And there was absolutely nothing in that column for Kaku. So it's, it's a bit of an odd one then. Isn't it? So it's exactly. not like something you know they've had it in place and there's been some sort of terrible disaster that stopped it from happening. Yeah. It just looks like it, it was never planned at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, I, I just I can't see that that's acceptable. Well, well, no, not, not for the seniors. Definitely not for the seniors. I, but even most of the junior, I mean, yeah, all the junior results pretty much have have a live results service. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in what your you know fences from your country are doing, mm-hmm. or you have a, a sort of more general interest in in the weapon. Then you can follow what's going on. Well, I mean, like my only anecdote about this is when when Scotland was hosting the Commonwealth a couple of years back. Now, um, on the first day of the competition, the internet connection did go down, and we ran it off my phone right now <laughs> for about three hours until we until we fixed that. I think wow. it was. Your um, phone bill must be massive. No, no, I've got unlimited data. So <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> 
but yeah, but even there, there's a, there is a solution. Where yeah, uh, we just sat down. We just we used my phone as a hotspot. Yeah. That's what we did. Uh, but I can't no, like in Cancun is not a big sort of resort area. Yeah, in Mexico, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Yeah, so it strikes me as yeah, slightly, slightly inexcusable. And I, I hope somebody within the FIE, let's say somebody on the sort of publicity and what was the other thing that he's running for? Publicity, yeah, publicity, publicity promotion uh, takes heed of what I'm saying here. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think that pretty much um, wraps up all the all the results. Which brings us on to uh, an item that, well, we kind of forgot about and which I sort of sneaked past you last time, yeah. because uh, our coolest fencer on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry about that, but <laughs> if you'd been more observant when we were actually co- recording the main bit of the podca- podcast, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have got away with it. It's now a line item. It's a line item in the, po- in the running order. Okay, yeah, good, good. Yeah. So, um, contenders. Uh, well, Max is obviously my. I'm still throwing Max in there. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, you know, the fact that he 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 did rubbish in his uh, home home World Cup in Bern, um, failed failed to carry his young team to uh, to a win in the team event. Uh, we'll, we'll overlook that, you know. So Max is Max is a fixture on our he's, he's, on our shortlist. I just love Max. Yeah, uh, we know that guy. But, but if we're gonna if we, the other one, I would consider for that actually. Thinking about that, would be Glasgow actually. Okay. As, as talk about because you know I hate to be biased, but he is left-handed, and that's another good reason. And he won, so mm-hmm. it's another good reason just to throw him in there as a cool fencer. Plus, also he nearly caused the punch up. Um, yeah, you know yeah, that's such a good thing. Okay, yeah. we love that sort of stuff in Epi. <laughs> <laughs> the more physical side of the sport is yes, the, uh, yes, quite to describe yes, it. Yeah. Yes. Well, he he didn't actually really sort of kick things off. It was uh, an occasion that took, took exception. You say that, but it's 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 the constant <laughs> needling. It's the constant. You just know you can hit the guy. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, okay, we'll go shortlist Nikita Glasgow as as. Our sh- on our shortlist, he's my standing because of, because unfortunately the Swiss Swiss seeker didn't go well for Max. So. Okay, okay. Um, other nominations then. Um, I'm definitely going to nominate Erwin Lapeshu, um simply because, well, as you said himself, yourself. Well, again, he's left-handed. He's left-handed. Uh, he has a great beard. He has a great beard, and he has carried the French men's mm-hmm. foil team. Um, at the very worst to at least respectability and regular medals mm-hmm. and at the best to, to winning things pretty much single-handedly for a decade I'm, I'm, yeah I'm sold that's a good one that one yeah yeah. and my final nomination and it's not a coolest fencer it's a, a coolest team mm-hmm. um, the Iranian men's sabre teams win in Dakar uh, I thought was absolutely phenomenal well, uh, I, my my only my only qualm with that, of course, is that it's not a coolest fencer on the planet. Then it's, it's a team. coolest team. But I mean, I'm trying to go back and try to find the results in my, in my notes here, and oh, it, yeah, it was a fantastic set of results. I mean, when's the next time we're going to see them beat the USA, Korea, and then Italy? Well, who knows? When's the next senior men's world? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm definitely going to be watching it now that this has happened. I'm actually interested to see if that can happen again. I wouldn't rule out. You know, I wouldn't rely. They looked a very, very solid team. Mm-hmm. So, what are we going for? Who are we going for? <sighs> Look, I, I know it's, I know it's against the rule, the rules, but I, I actually, I've, I'm torn between Le Bichu and the Iranian men's saber team. I've got to be honest with you, because those are just two cool results. Yeah. Le Bichu's 105, carrying the whole team on his shoulders. Wow, he's has a great beard. He's left-handed. He's French. You know, he's, that's pretty cool. That's a whole round kind of like. Coolness, but then when's the next time we're going to see an Iranian Sabre team? We're going to have to watch the next bunch of Sabre grades and the off chance that the Iranians have another great day. Like <laughs> well, they have another. Well, let's see, because um, as I said, there was no no Russians and no Romanians and no Belarusians and no Georgians um, yeah. in Dakar. So, whereas, yeah, did we have? Did we have a, a live results stream coming out of Dakar? Uh, live results their live feed was a little bit patchy but they had something though oh yeah mm, right okay oh, yeah um, internet's everywhere Gav <laughs> <laughs> it's, honestly it's not impossible I'm not, I'm not making excuses for, oh, right, for okay. uh, competitions that don't manage to come up with good uh, information wise alright okay okay do you want me to make a casting vote then if you're humming and hoing uh, okay look I know I, I want it to be the rainy men's, men's saber team okay what do you think? Do you disagree? Do you think that's against the spirit? Before the weekend, after watching Erwan produces magic yet again for the French men's foil team, I was convinced that come today 
I would I would pick your one look yeah. at you as coolest fencer on the planet and I'm still half tempted to do it however as you say when's the next time that we're likely to see the Iranian men's sabre team win like that I mean it wasn't even it wasn't even like a, you know an easy route no no exactly you know um, and I suspect the answer is well possibly never. possibly never mm-hmm. possibly never I mean like I say they, they looked good and they, they were well worth their win whereas I'm far more certain that Lepeshu simply because he has been doing it for a decade already will manage to lead France to more success mm-hmm. so I can I can be patient and <laughs> and be able to nominate uh, Lepeshu again probably later on in the season whereas um, I'm concerned that if I don't if I don't throw my weight in with the Iranian men's sabre team I may never get the chance well, to do exactly. it again well exactly such a great result for them and like I've, I am spot apparently here Erwin has been in this list before oh he has been. Erwin's my max. I, th- I think he's your max. You know, I always have oh, to have no. max in here, but I think Erwin might be your max. Oh, really? I have to double check that, but I think so. Wow, that would be terrible. Okay, so we're happy then. Yep. The Iranian men's sabre team are our well cool, coolest fencers yes. on the planet. I wonder if we can reach them on the internet. Yeah, I would have thought so. Oh, I'll have to try. i have to see if we can get, get one of them on the record, maybe. Okay, we'll yeah. see what we can do. So I think that pretty much wraps that's us up. A, that's us, yeah. Yeah, so um, another good one. Like we said before, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, mm-hmm. uh, you can email us at thefencingpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, visit our website. Yep, leave a the message fenc- there, yeah. Thefencingpodcast.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, yes. uh, we're on Instagram. You know what I was thinking though, Gav? You know what this. What does this need? What this needs. What does this need? At the moment. We want to find out what's happening in in Junior World Cups, mm-hmm. Senior World Cups, Grand Prix, and so on. And we spend our time um, sitting in front of a, a computer screen, right, watching fencing. Mm-hmm. You know what would actually be even cooler than the Iranian men's sabre team? What going somewhere and seeing it? Yep. Okay. You know what I was thinking? What's that? You've heard of the World Championships, yeah? Uh, they are vaguely familiar. Vaguely familiar. Well, at the end of this season, in mm-hmm. July. Uh, they're happening in Leipzig in Germany. Oh, see, it isn't true. It's not that far away. Mm. And getting to Leipzig isn't that expensive. So let's go. Let's do it. Well, it's not that cheap. What we really need, we need a sponsor, Gav. Oh, right, OK. Now, I think we are available for not very much money to send us to Leipzig. Yep. So if you're a potential sponsor, let's say you own a fencing equipment manufacturer, uh, manufacturing company. We know a few of them. We do know a few of them. We do, we do know a few of them, yeah. And if you do that, you'll get what? You'll get your name and bright lights on our website. Yep. Uh, glowing reviews of your products at regular intervals on the podcast. I already love our kit. <laughs> <laughs> Good, whichever company that may be. Um, There's no bias here. I just love their kit, whoever they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the sort of impartial review that I think yeah. we would be able to provide. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so if, if you are somebody like that, uh, do get in touch with us because, like I say, we're we're quite cheap. <laughs> we are very cheap, ridiculously cheap. Very cheap. So on that cheery note, and that prospect of us being able to to go to our world championships, mm-hmm. do loads of interviews with fencers and coaches and referees and organisers mm-hmm. and all sorts of interesting people, and to give you almost daily updates on what's been happening at the world championships. Get in touch. Yes, get in touch. Get Please in touch. sponsor us. So, with that slightly pleading tone, I think we'll bid you farewell till next time. Thanks now. <laughs>